Cast, presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE, finally providing a quality opening to this subpar show. I am Colby Wilson, he is Casey Krieger, and as you've no doubt heard, we are America's number one most goodest podcast for Austin P and Austin P related accoutrement, and honestly, Casey, it feels good. It feels really good. It feels really good. First week NFL thoughts. I'll let you go first because my thoughts are always on the silver and black. Just win, baby. Um, the main thought from this weekend of the NFL is that the New England Patriots are a problem for everybody else. Now, when you okay, I was going to say you mean like a an on the field problem or like problematic for society because it could go either way. No, it's a problem for the other thirty-one teams in the National Football League. Um, they just ran all over the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know who's going to stop them this year. I mean, you could also say the same thing about the Oakland Raiders who ran rough shot over the Denver Broncos, but very, I think, very similar to the Broncos, it's quite possible the Steelers are going to just be terrible this terrible. year. But the important thing is the Raiders, in one weekend, divested themselves from Antonio Brown and beat the hated horses from Colorado. So we're going to go with the hated horses? I mean, that's what I've always called them. All right. Then. Uh, their, their logo's a, a horse. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. On the football field here at Austin P. last week, a nationally ranked Central Arkansas squad visited Fortaire Stadium and were extremely lucky to escape with a 24-16 win against the Governors. Things were dire early as Jeremiah Oatesville hobbled off with injury and Javon Craig was pressed into action, but after getting acclimated, Craig led the Gus to 16 unanswered second-half points and a brief lead early in the fourth quarter. The Governors' defense has remained resolute, particularly up front. The Govs are surrendering 55 yards per game on the ground the last three games and gave up just 32 against the Bears. For perspective, the long run the Govs surrendered in eight of their 11 games in 2016 was longer than 32 yards. The game turned on the illegal formation penalty that wiped out a Keenan Barnes touchdown early in the fourth. The Gus settled for a field goal and took a six-point lead rather than a two-score lead. I mean, obviously, hindsight being what it is. It's a big play. It's a, it's a huge play. And just what a ticky tag. Like, it's one of those things that could – what was it, five minutes in the backfield? Yeah. Uh. It was somebody was lined up over somebody else. It's, it's one of those things that a lot of times stinks. you just don't even you don't even see that it happened until after the fact. For the game to turn on that, ugh, just, a, just a heartbreaker. In other news, the Govs volleyball team traveled to the NU Under Armour Challenge at Northwestern, and they started off the weekend losing to Northwestern and Stephen F. Austin. But they picked up a massive win against Texas Tech in the finale to make it the fourth straight season that the Austin P volleyball team has beaten a Power 5 opponent. Also this weekend, Jenny Garrick-Bussey picked up her 1,500th career dig. And she, to do that, she had a season-best 25 digs against Texas Tech, moving her into eighth in program history with a total of 1,529 digs. Brooke Moore was also named to the all-tournament team. She had 42, kill, 42 kills on the weekend and an 11-kill, 14-dig performance in the finale against the Red Raiders. Moving to the links for the first time this year, freshman Tate Dickerson led the Govs in their season opener at the Sam Hall Intercollegiate with a 14th place showing as an individual. Dickerson shot 67, Austin Lancaster with a 68 in the final round to lead the Govs to a 277 over the final 18 holes, propelling them up the leaderboard into a top five team finish. That was a freshman and three seniors accounting for the score, not even including two-time all-OVC performer Chase Cordy. So the Govs in good position to be a big squad in 2019-20. On the women's side, Taylor Debman placed 21st overall in Jessica Cathy's first run as head coach at the Payne Stewart Memorial, where, to the best of my knowledge, knickers in the style the late golf legend preferred were not required to compete, much to Casey's consternation. That's just too bad. But the soccer team took a trip up to Colorado last weekend, and they dropped matches against Colorado and Northern Colorado. The high altitude of playing in Boulder and Greeley was no doubt an effect on Gov soccer, but nonetheless, they played Colorado quite well for about an hour before Colorado got two late goals in the second half to win that one. The offensive chances have been there for the Govs, and once they finally begin to capitalize on these, the Govs are going to be a tough squad to handle. But 
it looked like a fun trip for the team. They did some hiking and saw some of the sights around the Denver area. So it was a big weekend for them, despite the soccer. For the last time, we're going to remind you that, hey, we released an app. We got an app. We got an app. Find in the app store of whatever device it is you prefer by searching Let's Go P and you can keep up with everything happening around Austin P with news, scores, stories, photos, and special offers just for app users. Sam Salkovitz in our marketing department, Justin Baker with Peak Sports in conjunction with app sponsor Fortair Credit Union, did an outstanding job getting this off the ground as a way to keep our fans engaged and entertained. We know you'll love it. Give it a chance and join us. In the app world? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, how do you... How, in the app, appverse? Yeah, are, are we app? Are we apps now? Are we app adjacent? How does this work? I've got the app, so I'm part of the app. I'm, app part, of the, I'm part of the app first. Is a, Let's go with app first. The, the, we're intellectual property now. The, we, we are part of the Austin P app universe. Would you like to be a part of the Austin P app universe? You should, you should join us. Say, that sounds a little culty. <laughs> Anyway, Little Manson family vibes on the podcast this morning. <laughs> Any who's will be. Yeah, don't drink the Kool-Aid and uh, right we'll wrap this up and bring in Claire LaRose right after I this. I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step then cowboy boogie. Grab your sweetheart and spin out. There are two avenues through which you might be familiar with Claire LaRose. If you're an Austin P. soccer aficionado, you've probably seen her peppering the opposing net as one of the governor's most prolific offensive threats. For those who fancy pregame ritual, Claire is one of our best and most popular national anthem singers. And for listeners of our Cut Rate podcast, there's now a third thing to know her for as a PCAST guest. Claire, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. Is that the best intro you've ever had? Um, honestly, yeah. When I picture a podcast, I don't picture like... It being like written out, I just feel like people wing it. But oh, very if, well done. I'm impressed so far. If, so if I this, uh, you don't want to. The fir- <laughs> ask Mackenzie what the first one was like. It was like three bullet points, and then a really? lot of us going. Um, Mackenzie was the first one. Mackenzie was Dixon? our very first guest. Oh, shout out to Mackenzie. She 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 was great. Love yeah. Mackenzie. Well, yeah, she's a great person. I don't think we can get very far into this without talking about your musical talent. I think front <laughs> center. That's kind of where we've got to we got to kick this off. When did you? know that you were not just a good (laughs) singer but like a great singer so I actually it's kind of funny I actually like know the exact moment where I was like okay like I think I could I can maybe sing it was in grade three and um in Canada we say grade three instead of oh no that's third grade so that that wasn't what the perplexed (laughs) cock of the head was it was like wow that's really early to know that you're great (laughs) at something yeah no so I Grade three, um, my teacher, Miss Fournier, um, we would sing the national, uh, like, O Canada every morning before school started, and I would always just, like, belt it. I don't know why. Something in me was just like, I just, I'm going to start singing, and she came up to me, and she was like, you're a very good singer. Like, you should go on American Idol when you're older, and I was like, really? Like, I can sing? And then, honestly, ever since that point, I would just, I would, I would sing, and I mean, I, if you ask my dad, I've been singing ever since I was, I could talk. Like, he, I went over to, like, uh, one of my, I had a little play date with a boy, and the mom said to my um, dad, she's like, Claire, all that girl do is, all that girl does is sing. And I'm like, and it literally has not changed. If you ask anyone, it's like a habit now. I'll just start singing and not even know, but I... I mean, I, I grew up with, like, a musical background. My dad is a, a musician. He's a professional drummer, and he was um, he's a music teacher as well. So, I mean, I think, I think having that really just let me explore that more. Like, he, he, like, really helped me with that. And just discovering, like, I do have the side to me that I is, like, just as important to soccer. So... Was it just kind of like there were instruments around the house? And yeah, so I grew up, like, <laughs> it's funny. I grew up, like, basically touring with my dad, like, um, after every dinner, 
we'd have we'd turn on the stereo and I'd dance and me and my siblings would sing and I grew up always having like a drum studio in my house with I grew up like all my dad's bandmates coming over like bringing every instrument and playing it and then my dad eventually put me in piano lessons um I took that for a while and that really helped me as well like but I think ever since I was born I just my dad will tell me like I just kind of have like an ear for music but yeah I grew up like with instruments all around me and people singing when touring. did when did you learn that that wasn't everybody's normal that that was unique and special for you I I don't know um I guess I guess again when I was younger like I was always confused why like I I could produce a sound out of my mouth and like other people couldn't I mean I'm I'm very grateful that I I mean I don't think I'm you know um, an Adele or like a Beyonce <laughs> but I am grateful that right, give yourself time yeah when I when I pick up an instrument or I, I can I can produce a sound that doesn't sound awful to people's ears well just even like the entire lifestyle of yeah all your all your friends in school like they didn't have a pro musician for a dad. No. They weren't on tour. When did that become something where you were like, oh, well, this, is, this isn't how everybody else grows up. This is special. This yeah. is different. It's funny you say that because I don't think I ever really thought about it or was grateful or appreciative of it until actually college. When I like moved away from home, I was like, I started talking about it and I was like, yeah, my dad was a... I mean, he still is a professional musician, and now, like, saying that out of my mouth, I'm like, okay, I guess that is pretty cool. Like, I did grow up a little bit differently than other kids, and I think of it as a benefit. Like, I really am so appreciative that I have, I had this athletic side of me, but then I also grew up and got to explore, like, this music side of me. So, honestly, it wasn't until I moved away where I was like, okay this was actually really cool like I I grew up with I grew up like that what kind of music does he play he plays oh so he he's played everything he's played like rock jazz Celtic he's in a Celtic band right now who's pretty popular in London um it's called Rant Maggie Rant um but he has been in bands ever since um college yeah so your dad's not just a musician your dad's an actual rock star <laughs> he's a cool guy yeah he's He's a great guy. So, for you, is music kind of a diversion? Is it something that is it your special talent that helps you win jock and roll, or is it <laughs> something that you think you're going to pursue? Um, I would love to pursue music. Um, it's definitely like an escape for me. Like almost, I know pe people deal with stress in different ways, like just getting away. But for me. Um, when I pick up a, a guitar and like start singing or a piano or anything, it, it like helps me so much. Just like relieve whatever's going on in my mind. And whenever I'm performing like on stage or like just performing in general, it gives me like one of the best feelings in the world. I can't even, I can't even describe it. I just, I love performing for people or singing a song for people. And then it, when people listen, it's like, it's the craziest feeling to me. So I have definitely thought about pursuing it. Um, yeah, I would 100% pursue music. I've thought about, like, if I can, my visa, because I'm Canadian. <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't get deported, um, I would love to, like, stay in Nashville and just try it out. Like, not expecting anything from it, just doing it because I love it. So it's safe to say that you've never had stage fright in any way, <laughs> shape, or form between music and being uh, a striker in soccer with the balls always at your feet and you're quite often the one dancing after a goal. You don't get nervous at much, do you? You think uh, – people people tell me, like, oh, you're on, like when you're on stage, you don't seem nervous at all. I do – I do get nervous. I do. I don't necessarily have stage fright because at the end of the day, I, I do love performing for people. I, I love, um, yeah, I mean, when I have the ball or if I pick up a guitar, I, I do love performing for people. Um, I do get nervous. I just think I've gotten good at hiding it or just, I guess, overcoming it. Um, just trying to be, like, fearless and 
but I definitely I definitely get nervous but it's not like at the end of the day I, I love to do those things so it's not it's not really like that big of a deal to me that makes sense yeah. I mean it's it's kind of something that you've just gotten accustomed to yeah you're a long way from home there are a lot of schools between here and <laughs> yeah. London. Why here? I mean, what is it about this place? Um, so Austin P actually, they came to me. I went, so growing up, a lot of people like asked me like, oh, how, how have you come to like America if you're a Canadian? But um, Canadian teams, uh, they have um, showcase tournaments. So I, would, I was constantly in the States for soccer. And Austin P actually found me at a really big tournament, the Disney Showcase tournament, and they sent me an email about coming to camp, and I told my mom about it, and she was like, Tennessee, Claire, like, are you sure it's going to be worth going out there? And I was just like, yeah, I mean, why not? Like, they seem really interested. It's an hour from Nashville, which has always been, like, a dream of mine to go see. Um, so we ended up going, coming to Austin P. and before this, I visited a couple of other schools, but... We went to Austin P. I met with the coach, and I was touring the campus, and there's just, there wasn't anything wrong, like, with going here, or, or just the campus in general. Like, it was a beautiful campus. Tennessee is beautiful. It was different. I like pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. Um, so, yeah, I, I chose Austin P. Austin P. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, there's that, that there's probably nothing. won't make I mean. it onto any of the recruitment <laughs> brochures. You guys are being in soccer, being in any sport, really, is a lot of your time is taken up on long, boring bus rides. <laughs> yeah. What do you do to keep from going crazy on a bus? Um, I'm really weird in that I just, like – putting my headphones in and looking out the window I don't, I don't know why um definitely conversing with other girls on the bus is that's always a good way to pass time a lot of girls have really hard majors so they'll do homework on the bus or just play on their phones but the long bus rides I mean there's not there's not much you can do except sleep sleeping is a big one a lot of girls will like take um pillows and blankets and sometimes lay on like the bus floor and just sleep but besides sleeping you play on your phone homework staring at a window like me the weirdo um there's not you just have to kind of get through it but a lot of us are like really used to it like just used to dealing with the long bus rides i was hoping you'd have something more insightful some habit i could try because i get bored out of my mind really well oh listen to a podcast listen to podcasts i mean i know of one good one i can't think (laughs) of many others it's called the pcast it's okay oh yeah i'm i mean i no, i guess it's all right it's okay (laughs) what do you do outside of soccer around here Mm, clarksville tennessee a lot of people will argue and say that Clarksville is <laughs> boring. There's nothing to do. I personally really like Clarksville. I think anywhere you go, it's what you make of it and, like, the people you meet and the fun you make of it. So I have a lot of fun with just the girls on my team and their friends will have for the rest of my life, and we just honestly do random things. Um, I don't even – a lot of hanging out, just chilling. A lot of I play uh, music on my spare time when I can. Um, oh, in the summer, actually, we found this really cool river place that we went to a couple of times. So I mean, there is stuff to do. You just have to like find it. It's not gonna come to you. You gotta go look for it. Yes, you gotta go look for it. So a lot of it is like making your own fun, but definitely the people that you're with make make or break it and I got really lucky with the people I met so we we have fun we nothing really specific we just really do our own thing how do you challenge yourself and sustain success said the guy who allegedly speaks professionally challenge myself I guess um like in in soccer or like anything you don't seem like you lack for success but it can't just be something where you fall out and are naturally 
good, you keep striving yes. to hit the next mark. I'm definitely a person who's very hard on myself, and I love I love a challenge because if I get through that challenge, I know it just made me um, a better person, a better soccer player, a better um, musician. So one thing, I guess, a couple examples would be um, in guitar. I don't think I'm the best guitar player, and when I have time, I really like challenge myself to learn finger picking songs and when I get like through that song and I like I can play the song and like finger pick it then I'm like okay I just got better um with soccer just going against people that are better than you and challenging yourself like today at practice I'm only I'm only allowed to take two touches which is good because I need to work on not dribbling so much so Today in practice, I'm only limited to, like, two touches. And I know at the end of the day, like, it's going to make me better. Um, this summer, I went to New Zealand um, alone across the world. And that was one of the hardest but most rewarding, like, experiences of my life. Because the first couple weeks were, like, I was alone. I was isolated. I knew nobody. I was living in another person's home. And I really, really struggled um but then two weeks later I started making really good friends with the team I started going on adventures myself which is something I never thought I could do and after doing that I just feel like like the world is my oyster like I can anyone could do anything like if you just push yourself out of your comfort zone like there's so many things that are possible New Zealand yeah to do soccer huh yeah Boy, I wish I'd known that when I was sitting down <laughs> and writing this script out. So how did that come up? Um, my coach actually uh, presented me with the opportunity because she is from New Zealand, and she had connections down there for me to go and stay with one of her uh, one of her athletes that she coached uh, soccer. So I stayed um, with her down in New Zealand. I just... I bought a plane ticket and just kind of went down there, hoping that everything would... Not even knowing if somebody's going to pick you up at the airport? I knew that. That's okay. all I knew, pretty much. I So I went down there hoping for... It's probably the bravest thing I've ever done. Um, but I'm I'm really happy I, I did it. Do you have a philosophy on soccer? <laughs> this question. Um, <coughs> so... Soccer to me, a lot of people will just think, like, you run, you kick a ball, you score a goal. Um, to me, soccer is um, – soccer, I guess I'll just talk about what soccer is to me and, like, my philosophy on the sport in general. Um, soccer to me, I started playing when I was two years old, and I – at this point in my life, I really don't know how – how I would have gone through life without soccer almost like I mean obviously I would have gone through it but soccer has made me so many friends it's I'm it's allowed me to travel the world essentially I mean I've been all over America all over Canada I've been to New Zealand now like I'm so grateful that soccer I mean I never would have knew this when I was two years old like kicking a ball around that soccer was going to give me the best friends for life. It was going to challenge me. It was going to travel me across the world. Um, so I think, I think any sport, um, there's so much more to it than just the actual sport itself. So yeah, soccer is just, soccer has honestly been my world and I, I'm so grateful that it brought me here, honestly. Describe the emotion you feel after scoring a goal. <laughs> That's the best feeling in the world, honestly. <laughs> it's it's if if one of your teammates scores a goal or if me myself am scoring a goal, it's it's a contagious feeling. Like you always want to strive to get that feeling again, especially being a striker like I want to score goals and or I want to create goals for my other teammates because that feeling honestly is is one that will leave a smile on my face for like a week. It's it's such an amazing feeling. What is your favorite word? 
my favorite word. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that, that's all the easy parts that I let you know about out of the way. Now it's the tough stuff where you just gotta think about yeah, it for the moment. Tough. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know why. This isn't my favorite word. Um, I feel like I have a favorite word, but it's bringing me back to a memory because when I was little, I used to always say the word fancy for some reason. I went to a soccer camp and they called me Claire Fancy LaRose. And I would all like, I, I don't know what it was. All, I got all the coaches to start saying fancy after like everything. Like, oh, that's fancy. It's just, I don't know why. And then I was a really weird kid. I mean, I still am weird. But then I made up this word. I don't even know if it's a word right now, but I made up this word blumpy. <laughs> always say the word blumpy and that used to be my favorite word so and in what context <laughs> if you can share was blumpy used i i don't know just like oh it's so blumpy good bad like, i think on oh and i made up another word wow, not that we got, long we got a regular dictionary over here yeah i make up uh, there's another word i made up it's called don't don't e d o n t e, or it can be d o n t e e e. So one e or three is, but never two. No, never two. Never two. Never okay. two. One e or three e's. Don't t or don't t. And what does it mean? <laughs> um, if you're like, just don't like, don't t, don't t. <laughs> I wish this was more of a visual medium so people could see you trying to act out this word that you made up. Okay. Uh, I think I have follow-ups, but I can't think of them at the moment. What is your least favorite word? Ooh. Hate. Hate? Hate. I mean, I'm guilty of saying, hey, like, oh, I hate this drink or I hate this, I don't know, this desk. <laughs> but um i really hate <laughs> i really hate the word hate i sorry everyone i'm sick um i don't like hearing oh i hate this person to me hate is such a strong word it's like do you really hate this person like what really? if you really really mean it though if you okay like if you really really mean it i mean i think you have to be careful with that word but if you really, really mean it, okay, I understand, <laughs> but, yeah. Who or what inspires you? Hmm. Who or what inspire me? Um, a multitude of things, I'd say. Um, and congrats on being the first person on this podcast to use multitude. Oh, thank you. I know, I that came out of my mouth just now, and I was like, oh, okay, that's Whoa, that is fancier than this really deserves. Smart. Fancy, yeah. Oh, hey, there it comes. Fancy, the there it is. Um, honestly, it's not like some big celebrity, celebrity or big name. The people I surround myself with inspire me. I think if you surround yourself with people that push you out of your comfort zone, like it's just gonna make you better at the end of the day. So. All my, honestly, all my friends here inspire me, and my family inspires me. Like, my dad, my dad and my mom definitely inspire me. Like, my mom is, she's a single mom, and she, like, raised all of us, and I don't, I don't know, while, while working, so I don't know how she did it. And my dad, I mean, we went through, we went through a lot as a family growing up, and I, just, the way he held himself, and got us through it like they inspire me and the people the people I'm around inspire me to just get better and just grow and appreciate life and just just be happy what's the last book you read for fun oh my gosh for fun I always I have started a mil oh, not a million that's really over exaggerating um because several. i don't read a lot you, you started several books S several i've started several books and i am the worst person at starting a book and then just leaving it i've started honestly for four books i can think of right now that i've started and not finished but the book i have been reading for you know the past months 
Um, I'm going to burp. Okay, no, I'm not. Um, I can't wait to catch that on audio. <laughs> um, it's called When Breath Becomes Air. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Do you read? Oh, I read a lot. Really? At least probably a book a week. What? I'm s- Whoa, I'm surprised you haven't heard of this book. It's like a bestseller. There's a lot of books out there. Okay, there is a lot of books out there. You're right. Um, when Breath Becomes Air, it's a, it's a true story. It's about this guy who was insanely smart. He read a kajillion books. He thought he wanted to be a English, uh, an English get an English doctorate. Is that a thing? Something like that. Like I guess probably the p- the professors in the English department have something. Yeah, equivalent yeah, to that. something like that. But then he, his biggest thing was he wanted to figure out what makes life meaningful, or and he thought he'd find the answer by, um, he thought he'd find the answer by being a neurosurgeon. So he started going into neurosurgery and changed his career path to be a surgeon. And he was like the best of the best. And then he found out that he was diagnosed with lung cancer and he only had X amount of years to live. So it's, it's and it's a true story. He wrote the book himself actually. So it's, it's interesting. I have to finish it. <laughs> I have to finish all my books that I'm reading. What makes you stop a book? Um, laziness. I mean, I think it's a really good habit to read whenever you go to bed or when you wake up and, you know, the phone is, it's addicting. So it's hard to just get off of it and then just focus on something else. So that's, I I need to finish up. You know what? You inspire me. You inspire me. Now I'm going to go home and finish the book. Well, I wish you the best of luck. How long is this book? It's not long. It's 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 not long. It's maybe two hundred something. Oh, like it's not. That's not long, right? No, it's really not long. So I don't have any excuse. It's like a pamphlet rather than a book. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Uh, oh, what is your worst habit? I was like, where was that on my page? Ooh, I'm. Mm, worst habit. Worst habit. Worst habit. I feel like I have a lot of bad habits. Um, singing. I sing. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I just sing, like, and all, whenever someone else is singing, I'll join in automatically. And people are like, Claire, like, can you just let me have this for once? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just a habit. So you're a karaoke, like, belting along in the background to whoever's yes. on stage. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, I'm really bad at, like, caring what people think about me. I guess. I don't know if that's a habit or. I yeah, what do you <laughs> expound on that? Like, I'm really bad at trying to please everyone or just caring about what they what they think when at the end of the day it really doesn't matter. But yeah. I think that's just human. I don't know if that's yeah. a habit. Okay, if I that's guess a, it is if that's a human. habit, we've all got that. Yeah, habit. I I don't I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to think of more habits. I definitely have a lot. Um Mm, yeah, the singing one is definitely. <laughs> I always Shif- join it. Shifting gears. What <laughs> is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Oh my gosh! Actually, the most terrifying situation I've ever been in was when I was playing the game called Hostage. Okay, I was playing Hostage. Do you know what that is? I mean, I want to say it's a game where you're taken hostage, but yes. you can. It doesn't sound like a game. Okay, honestly, saying it out loud, it's pretty messed up. But um, is this the thing where like you pay somebody to take you hostage and hold you for ransom? I've heard of no, that's a thing. That's yeah, like rich people who are bored with their lives will do that. Okay, rich people are crazy. Yeah, money makes everybody screwed up. That's not the point here. Though. Oh. You tell me about your thing. Okay, so I was playing hostage for the first time freshman year, and hostage is basically you need two cars and you need two teams. Um, I decided to nominate myself as hostage. So I was with, it was me and my friend's sister. And basically we go into the other team's car. Okay. I just, I just burped. I didn't get, you probably didn't get it though. Um, (laughs) we go into the other team's car and they blindfold us. This is actually crazy. They blindfold us and they take us to a place. They drop, like we play this at night too. So this is not smart. I'm just, for the record, this was not smart on my part. I'm sorry, Dad. He got mad at me for playing this game, but I'm going to tell about the situation. So, 
blindfolded um, us and and just to be clear, you volunteered for <laughs> oh, this. Oh, I volunteered. You, everybody I volunteered. was looking around yeah. like, who's the, who's going to be the hostage? And Clay's over here going, me, I'll me, do me. it. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Sometimes I like scaring myself. I think it's kind of fun. But then at the end of the day, I regret it. This is one of those situations where I probably regretted it. Um. So he blindfolded us and drove us like 20 minutes out somewhere. Drop us off. We get out of the car and we're in the middle of nowhere. Like some farmland. Really creepy. It probably wasn't that bad during the day. But I mean, it was nighttime. So um, during the night, me and Ella, basically the game is you have to search around the area, find an address, send it to your team, and they have to come and find you. But you can't use Google Maps. You can't use anything. So we were searching around, like, looking for an address, and we couldn't find anything. And then all of a sudden we see this, like, lights in the distance, and we're like, okay, maybe we should hide just to be safe. So we quickly, like, uh, found this really horrible hiding spot, but there was, like, a white picket fence and a grass area, um, and we just kind of laid down, put our hoods up on our stomachs. And I think the the car kind of shined its lights on us, uh, just as, like, we were going down, and... We were laying there, and I was just expected to hear the car, you know, go past us, be on its merry way. Nope. I hear the car slow down and back up into the driveway right next to where me and um, my sis- my friend's sister are laying down. And it was like an old-sounding car, too. It was like, glug, 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 glug. It was really creepy. And it backed into the driveway, and it just stayed there with its lights on for, like, five minutes and then five minutes are over it turns its lights off stays there for another 10 minutes just i would thought i was hallucinating i thought that someone was going to come out of the car and try and take us but i almost got tried to get my phone out to call like 911 because i i didn't know what was going on but it maybe could have just been a couple making out or somebody looking for directions but it was just really weird coincidence that it stopped right there um right next to us and I, I, I don't think I've ever felt fear like that in my life. Just, yeah, it was really terrifying. And then after that, the car left and we we were in shock. And we were like, no, we're not doing this again. So we called. We sent our location and then they picked us up. But, yeah. <laughs> what is your idea of happiness? Idea of happiness. Um, I gotta get a better segue question after that. What's the most yeah. terrifying situation thing? Because there are a couple like that that just left me <coughs> yeah. absolutely speechless. Yeah. Um, my idea of happiness would be. Well, like my personal idea. Yeah. Or just in general. Um, no, your personal idea of happiness. I think. If I don't need when I grow up, um, I don't care about being the richest woman alive. I don't care about having the nicest things. I want to do what I love. I want to be happy with myself. Um, and I think at the end of the day, if you, you know, if I have a roof over my head and food to eat and friends and a family that cares about me I, I don't think there's I think I'm I'll be happy um I don't think it I don't think you need those materialistic things to be happy I think it's again surround yourself with people who care about you um love on yourself and yeah what's your idea of misery misery um I think just misery would be waking up every day and not feeling like you're enough or not feeling or just not being happy with what you're doing with your life. My dad, again, always said, do what you love and the money will follow. And he's done that. Um, He's done that and it's, it's worked out for him and he's made a living off of doing what he loves so I think just waking up if you wake up and you're not happy with what you're doing or you're just miserable um 
you have to change the situation you're in and it's it's be brave and you know do what actually makes you happy but what makes you self-conscious hmm makes me self-conscious i guess when people like stare which is so crazy because so you like to get on a stage and yeah. sing. Oh, I guess when I'm just eating or like if I'm just eating in a cab and I see someone just randomly staring at me, which is I stare at people all the time. I zone out all the time. Um, I don't I don't I, I don't think I get embarrassed a lot just because I am really goofy and silly and I kind of put myself in a position uh, position to be, you know, made fun of or. Which I and I, I like it. I think it's funny, but um, self conscious. I guess a scale makes everyone self conscious. Mm, with like, I don't know. You run like seven miles a day. I know, and it just, I'm just very I'm very hard on myself. It really, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Have my numbers staring back at you on a scale if you want to feel self conscious. <laughs> oh my god. What is the most embarrassing song that you love? The most embarrassing. Honestly, probably the Get Up right now. It's so catchy. It is catchy. I'm. It's I, so I, quite I like catchy. That song. Or oh, Drake's like, when I die, put my money in the grave. I love that song, and it's played so many times that people are probably sick of it. But I love it. I listen to it before games now. It gets me so pumped up. How would you prefer to die? Mm. Oh gosh, uh, in my sleep. <laughs> in my sleep, or I heard drowning's very peaceful. Ooh. Yeah. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Ooh, uh, a horse. I love horses. I think they're so beautiful. Okay. Yeah, and they're so and they're so fast, and I can like run on all four legs like a horse. <laughs> it's really weird. All four. Oh, no, all four wait, legs. Wait, 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 all wait. fours. <laughs> you can run on all fours. Yeah. Do you want me to show you? I mean, this isn't really an audio or a visual. I can hear it. Are you gonna like make the clops with your? I can if you want me to. <laughs> no, but I appreciate the offer. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, I think horses are so majestic and beautiful, and I think it'd be cool to come back as one. What might prompt you to lie? Um, to not hurt someone's feelings. That's a yeah. good one. What makes you hopeful? What makes me hopeful? Um, hmm, makes me hopeful. Life, people watching, I don't know, I guess, watching, I don't know, what makes me hopeful? Um, I guess maybe watching people struggle and get through it, it's like, you know, be anyone can get through anything. So there's, I don't know. I guess people make me hopeful, and life makes me hopeful. I guess that there is good in the world, and I don't know. That's a hard one. It makes me. I don't know. <laughs> what is our purpose in life? Oh my gosh, these are so deep. What is our purpose in life? I feel like everybody has a different purpose. All right, fine. What's yours? Oh, gosh. I've thought about this question a lot. Um, I like I like making – I love making people smile. I love making people laugh, whether that's being weird, Claire, or performing, singing a song, making people smile, making people um, you know, have fun. I love bringing out – the fun in people and just making people happy or making people laugh. I think that that gives me the most joy. So you're a junior. You've, yeah. You're at the halfway point now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, scary. What's what are the what's the future look like? Oh, it's funny. I was I've literally been just talking about this. Um, right now I have no idea, but I have a lot of hopes. Um, one that I mentioned before is staying in Nashville and trying the whole music thing out, I think that'd be, I think I would 
I think I, re- I would regret it if I didn't try it now. I mean, I'm young. I'm nothing to lose. It's kind of hard to try it out when you're 42. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if my visa, um, if anybody is single and wants to marry me um, to let me stay in America, help. Well, that's I'll the first <laughs> time we've had that offer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think that'd be. Send those inquiries. To yeah, send Act those Claire inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> um, so either doing that. I don't know exactly what I want to do with my life. I'm in, I'm a broadcast media communication major. So I think radio would be really cool. Um, an ideal situation would be, you know, working in maybe a radio station during the day and performing at night or... Um, I've also thought about um, playing, possibly playing professional soccer, and uh, again, another country. Another one of those things is tough to do when you reach middle age. Yes, exactly. So all these things are kind of immediate after college that I have hopes for, like I have ideas, but I'm just trying to trust that everything's going to work out and I'll find something that I'm happy with doing. But if one of those things happens i think it'd be really really cool and i think i'd be i think i'd be really happy well i have no doubt that whatever avenue it is you ultimately decide on you'll be great and successful thank at it. you uh claire thank you for coming in today. thank this you for having me this was so fun that was not so bad that was that that was not so bad was it that was not so bad. That 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 was not so bad. Was it? That was not so bad. That was that that was not so bad. Was it? That was not so bad. That was not so bad. Was it? Gonna do the two step, then cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down, take a sip with it. A huge thanks to Claire LaRose for joining us on the PCAST this week as we look ahead to what's going on, a packed weekend in and around Austin P, beginning with Austin P football's first road test at Mercer, a squad of distinct toughness not to be overlooked despite still being relatively newcomer, relative newcomers to the FCS landscape. Uh, Oatsfall, obviously, is going to be the big question. Availability uncertain probably the best way to put it we'll know if he plays he plays if he doesn't javon craig will probably play and javon will do an excellent job because javon is Javon's a good quarterback wildly overqualified as a number two very mercer averages nearly 200 yards per game on the ground so that little note about 32 yards and averaging 55 yards allowed per the last uh three games that's gonna be really tested this week first first huge test for the Austin P front seven to date. Benico Harley, the big play threat, is averaging more than 25 yards per catch now. Whoever is ultimately under center is going to look for him in an effort to pick up huge chunks of yardage. And soccer is going to return to Mobroso this weekend for a Sunday Mobroso. match against Evansville. The Govs are going to celebrate Senior Day with Megan Dees, Melody Fisher, Mary Parker Powell, and Renee Simon to be honored. The Govs have won their last two matches against the Aces and look to make it three in a row. It's a short weekend for the Govs, but they have a full week of rest since the Colorado journey. Volleyball heads to Columbia, Missouri for the Mizzou Invitational. The Governors beat the Tigers last time they played in 2017. We'll have a rematch in Columbia now. Boise State, UMKC, and Northern Iowa are next up as the Govs finally play a few schools not in the Power Five. Finally. However, you and I was a UNI. UNI was an NCAA. Boy, a lot of a lot of acronyms and abbreviations there. UNI was also an NCAA tournament participant last season, so don't overlook them either. And on the course, cross country is going to run at the SIUE John Flamer Invitational this weekend. It will be their first chance to get a look at the course that will host the OVC championship. It's Austin Peay's first ever venture to this meet, but it's always important to get an early look at the championship course if you can. And you haven't seen all the entries yet, but it feels like a lot of the other OVC schools will be there with the same goal in mind. Women's golf heads to the MSU Greenbrier Invitational, be part of the Lexington-based tournament for the second season in a row. Uh, beautiful course up in up in horse country, from what I understand. The uh, the horse money 
That horse money pay. Yeah. yeah. Horse man gets paid. <laughs> Taylor Debbin took home a top five finish last season in her second career event, and Shelby Darnell joined her in the top 20 as the Govs brought a runner-up finish back to Clarksville. The reigning OVC champs, Austin P. Women's Tennis will host the APSU Fall Invitational this weekend. Uh, fall tennis is a different style than you see during the spring. It's more fluid, more chances to see what people can do in a heads-up format. This will be the first time in a long time we've seen the Govs without the Giannis Garcia sisters in uniform, and it'll be interesting to see who steps up for the Govs. Stepping away from the field of competition now, obviously want to always encourage you to visit Haley Jacoby uh, for – community service and community service opportunities first christian church and buddy ball obviously always always big parts of that rotation so get with haley if you're interested there also if you are a senior at austin p and you listen to this podcast you might want to listen here if you want to graduate in december the deadline to apply is friday september 13th so don't miss that otherwise you get to come back here with us for another year and we'd love to have you, and I'm sure the university would be more than thrilled to take your money. But I bet you don't want to be here. More than likely. Get in touch, stay in touch with us via web and social media, Casey. Where do people go do that? You should follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Let's Go P. And if you want to follow along on Facebook, our official account is Austin P. Governors. Austin P. Governors! And shout out to our friend Taylor, who is very helpful on all of those platforms. And soon... At long last, we will have a new man in the Director of Digital Media Chair. Starting September 23rd, we'll be announcing that man soon. Many exclamation points. Let's go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, myself, and the straw man made of wishes and used hair presently occupying the fourth slot in our office. Dedicated to bringing you all the information that is pertinent to Austin P and Austin P Athletics. And if you want to come to an Austin P Athletic event, what do you need? You need a ticket. If you want to get a ticket, contact our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant, Johnny Ringo. They have all the information you can use to get in the game. This includes our VIP end zone experience and single game box life suite offerings, which you can contact the ticket office directly for more information. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Formulate an opinion about how monstrous we are in another digital medium. Tweet at us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you guys next week. Miami Beach, yeah, yo. Talk crazy on tweets. Ooh. They don't want it cause I come to defeat. They don't want it. I peek, these niggas all sweet. Ooh. Bamboo sticks all in the Jeep. <laughs> it's a new weirdo every week. Get the work, put it up for my seeds. No cure for the IG disease. No do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. Do anything for clout. They do anything for clout. Do anything for clout.